you're all in until you get the result that you want. Whether it's with your business, with your health, with with your finances. Say you have a goal where you guys want to pay off your debt. That's awesome, but you have to be all in with your actions, not just fully relying on the power of manifestation because the opportunities will flood in. But it's always going to take an action or a fear to jump over to make that happen. You are listening to The Breakout Podcast. I am your host, coach, and biggest cheerleader, Jordan Hemsley, and it is my personal mission to help women develop confidence and determination to finally start living the life they've been dreaming of. In this podcast, you will learn how to control your inner power and use that to propel yourself forward, create the life you want, and shatter the box you've been living in. So sit back, relax, and get ready to break out. Hey ladies, I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest today. As a high performance money energy expert and NLP practitioner, Nicole Henry helps women overcome their emotional and energetic attachments to money, business, and relationships through personal coaching, online courses, and international speaking. She has been able to transform her own money energy by taking control of her emotional cycles, self-sabotage, and turn fear into faith and get out of hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical debt. This allowed her to become the owner of three, three guys, six-figure businesses, and also became the change in herself that she wanted to see in the world. Just to touch a few results, Nicole has been able to help a single mom manifest a $5 million ranch. She helps business owners go from zero to 20K in one month and even helps the nine to five women go from 7K in sales to 75K in sales. Nicole is amazing, and I'm so excited to have her on today. So let's jump right in. Hey, Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Perfect. Okay, so why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about what you do? So I, that's always an interesting question for me because I feel like I'm a professional (laughs) student and I do a million different things. But the main thing that I do is I'm an NLP practitioner and a business coach. And so I like to help people understand their cycles and patterns and why they do the things they do. Also, mostly specializing in money energy of the different blocks that people have around money as they're trying to hit their goals or anything that they're trying to do. I just help people understand their brain and why it does what it does. Oh, I love that so much because so many people don't realize that they're thinking a certain way or they have like this certain mindset around anything. It doesn't have to just be money. And so to have people there to kind of guide you through that is so awesome. Absolutely. I always notice that people mostly, the biggest triggers are money, eh, time, and relationships. (laughs) That is so true. So why do you think that it is so important for us to have like a positive money mindset or a, I don't know what you would call it, just a good money mindset? A good money mindset. The reason I think it's super important is because we're trained from young children how to use money, how we should save money or how we should save up for a 401k or how we should invest money. And so for me, a lot of those people don't know why they're even doing it. And it's actually damaging a lot of their financial situations when they could be in a lot better care. And so for me, just helping people see 
why it's important is because they're changing generation after generation because it's easier than ever right now to get money, to receive money, to jump in that flow of money. It's kind of like a river. And I like to think of it as you're either in the flow or you're not in the flow. And so many times people are just trained. You have to work an hour to make a dollar, work an hour to make a dollar. And so I love to help women, especially, but anybody, but I personally work with a lot of women, just how to manifest money at a very high level with the intuitive gifts that we already have. Oh, I love that because we really are just like ingrained with those gifts and we just don't know how to activate those in our own, in our own minds and our own bodies. I love that so much. So what really pushed you to start teaching or working with women on this money thing? <laughs> so for me, long story, very, very short is when I became a parent, I, you know, we lived, a, we just lived the basic jobs, the nine to five jobs. I was a massage therapist and we made pretty good money, but we still lived paycheck to paycheck, but we were happy. We were like that happy and poor couple, but it didn't really matter because nothing happened. But once we had a child, we had a son that had massive uh, food allergies and was hospitalized for quite a long time. And it ruined, our, like destroyed our marriage because financially we had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt just piling in. And we didn't know what to do. And so we became so just adamant that we we're going to save our marriage. And we started taking Dave Ramsey courses and, and it worked and it was awesome. We paid off about half of our debt in about two years, but it still just seemed so slow. And I was like, there's got to be a faster way. And when we started learning about money energy and learning about our mindset and learning about just even personal development in general, you know, vision boards and all of these crazy woohoo things that people think don't work, they actually started working. And so for me, the second I started to step into that and getting away from the budget lifestyle versus the abundance lifestyle, uh, we actually ended up tripling our income in one month. Now, it, it took a lot of risk. We ended up selling our house, moving to Vegas because opportunities were flying in that we were manifesting. And so we definitely had to take action on a lot of things. It's not like it just floated to us in thin air, but the opportunities did. And then once we took action and moved forward, we literally paid off the, all of the rest of our debt within three months. And so for me, if I can show people that that is possible, if you're willing to step in, really, it's not easy, but there is abundance out there. Oh, that's so cool. That's such a cool story too. Like I know that so many people live paycheck without even really realizing it because yeah they feel like they're making a comfortable amount of money and in reality they're what comes in goes out and I know that I lived like that for a long time and I just talked about this on podcast where I just I had a horrible money mindset so being able to change that is so crucial and you don't realize it until an emergency hits or until your car breaks yeah. down and, and for me it's just wanting to help people be preventative from having to wait until those things happen because we were the same way. We, we lived comfortably. We were fine. Everything. We had a house, we had a car, we had, you know, the kid, we had everything. And you just don't realize what can turn your world upside down. But I actually always motivate people when they're at rock bottom, I get excited for them because they have to make a change. They're either going to sink or they're going to swim. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. So how do we dig deeper into our money mindset so that we can really start to rewrite that 
that third and it was that first. So you kind of cut out a little bit, but I think I, I think I heard the question. And so what I always tell people of how you dig deeper into writing your money mindset story is first you have to recognize what is the story. So many people just live doing the same thing. I always say, you know, look back a year from now. Are you sitting down watching the same TV show? Are you having the same routine every single night? And why? I always tell people, if you can understand why you're doing the things you do, you can start to change your money story. If you understand why you, you know, maybe you save 10%, maybe you put a portion into savings, maybe then you, you know, pay this bill first and save your, you know, pay your essentials first. For example, most people pay their house payment and their car payment and their groceries and, but they don't ever understand why they do that. I always look at it as a diet. You know, I grew up eating hamburger helper and SpaghettiOs and all of those things. And I never, I just did it. And so when I had a family, I did the same thing. And then when I started realizing that that's what was making me sick and my child sick and all these different things, until you actually understand the why, you can't change your story. And so I always tell people, look back at generation after generation. Why do you have a 401k? Why are you, you know, a lot of times people are staying at a job they hate for the insurance. And I always say it's kind of interesting because most people have a ridiculous deductible and it really doesn't even logically make sense to stay for the insurance, but that's what's ingrained in their head. We got to have good insurance. We got to save, you know, and work at this job so that we can keep our insurance. And I always tell people that until you start having to get into solution mode, like for us, we use like a health share and we pay 280 a month for all of us and they cover anything over $500. And it's a, and I would have never thought of that because it's different. And so you have to be willing, number one, to think outside of the box and think in solution mode. And so when you have all of these different things that are happening with your money, instead of going back to what you think works that is really not working, uh, a lot of times people will focus on paying off their debt before they focus on creating more income. And I always tell people, you shouldn't even focus on debt until you can start focusing on the abundance first so that you can pay it off a lot quicker versus just being like, oh, yay, we got a month ahead. And so I would say, number one, be aware of where your patterns come from in your past. Maybe it came from your mom or your dad or your grandparents. And then really be open to thinking in solution mode. And then you can start rewriting your story. And I always say, I literally write a money story. And I just say, you know, this is what my money situation looks like. This is how much money is in my bank. And I write a story in present tense of, I, you know, I have $50,000 in savings and we go out to lunch every single weekend as a family. And I write the things that I want to spend my money on. And the last thing I always tell people is don't focus on a budget, focus on a spending plan. And what I mean by that is instead of taking the money that you have and Getting it down to zero, you know, how a budget works. Like I have, you know, $10,000 or $5,000 and working your budget down to zero. Ask yourself, what do I want? And put a price next to all of that. And it starts to make you realize how much you need to create. And so you're in creation mode versus in I'm running out of money and this is all we have mode. Oh my, I love that. So, so speaking much. I've never heard of doing like a spending plan like that. And I think that that 
can be so powerful if utilized correctly. So my next question was going to be, what defines our money mindset? But I think you answered that in telling us to look back at past generations. And I think that our money mindset kind of comes from how we've grown up and what we learn while we're growing up. Is, is that what you would say? Yeah, I always tell people that money mindset always starts from the ages of about zero to nine. And anything that you learn, even not about money, any beliefs that you have are instilled from the ages of zero to nine. And or if something traumatic has happened to you, say you had a file bankruptcy or your husband lost his job or something like that. If something traumatic happens, that puts a little nick in your money energy too. And so I always just tell people, don't worry if you have kids within the ages of zero to nine. There's ways that you can fix all of the damage that you've already created to them. I always have to remind myself of that. <laughs> but yes, ages zero to nine. And usually it comes from just generations of habits. You know, it's like our eating habits. You eat the same way that your mom ate. You cook the same way that you were raised to cook. And you you manage money the same way that you were to manage money, which most people weren't even taught how to manage money. Oh, that was totally me. I don't think I even knew what a budget was until I got married. It was, it's just crazy. It's so crazy to think that can happen. <laughs> so what do you consider like a, a healthy money mindset? For me, a healthy money mindset is having zero attachment to money. So for example, me and my husband are willing to take for... <laughs> It's kind of funny. We just bought a semi, another semi today. And a lot of times <laughs> that would that. scare Yeah. You know, it, a lot of times that would scare people. And for us, money isn't an issue because money is just neutral. It, it does not have an emotion. It has whatever emotion we choose to put on that. And so my job and my hope for people out of this podcast is to just recognize that you, if you can just eliminate that attachment of money, people always say money is the root of all evil, which in reality, it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. Because if you're attached to money, where it's ruling your life, and a perfect example of this, and I'll go a little spiritual here, but not much, is your higher power will put like in something in you, an intuitive thought of what you're supposed to do. And I see this happen all the time. You know, someone wants to hire a coach or go to an event or buy, buy a car. But then all of a sudden they were inspired to do that. But then the price tag comes up and it stops them. And they're like, Oh, nope, I can no longer do that. I can no longer buy that. I can no, no longer do that thing because I just don't have the money. I can't afford it. Or I got to ask my husband all of these excuses that pop up to stop you from the thing that you were inspired to do. And I always tell people you were not inspired to just back out. There's always going to be the test. There's always going to be that opposition. And so for me, I just like, I feel like if people can just get unattached to the emotion around it and just step into that faith that I'm just following my intuition and it will always work out. But also, I my body runs off fear and anxiety. So I do always have to go to worst case scenario too. And me and my husband always tell ourselves, what is worst case scenario? What is worst case scenario? Somebody will always take us in. No one's going to let us starve. You know what I mean? And so for me, just helping people get unattached emotionally to money, that's just a piece of paper. Yeah, I agree with that too. I know that a lot of people, or at least... When I talk to some people, I've heard someone say, well, then you'll go into mountains and mountains of debt. So how do you prevent people from like 
getting unattached to money, but also recognizing that they have to be bringing that money in to be letting it go out. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love this question. So I always tell people, I love the law of attraction. That's kind of what we're talking about. Manifestation, attraction, Mm -hmm. uh, abundance, all these different things. But more importantly, it's the law of action. So when you have the law of attraction, I wish you could see my hands right now because I like to paint the picture, but you have the law of attraction in one hand and you have the law of action in the other hand and you can manifest all you want. But if you don't take action, you or you then take action and then the first road bump comes up and you're like, oh my gosh, I think it's a sign I should quit. Oh my gosh, I think it's a sign like I already invested all this money and this was my limit. This was all I was going to invest. You have to just decide that you're all in until. You're all in until you get the result that you want, whether it's with your business, with your health, with with your finances. Say you have a goal where you guys want to pay off your debt. That's awesome. But you have to be all in with your actions, not just fully relying on the power of manifestation because the opportunities will flood in. But it's always going to take an action or a fear to jump over to make that happen. And so I always tell people, you have to follow your gut. So there's times and you're going to know there's times that that thing's going to pop up and you know, we've all been there when it's like, for me, it's always at events. I'm at an event and I want to like buy something and I'm all like into it. I'm like, and I feel it in my gut and I'm like, this is exactly what I need or my business needs or my marriage needs. The first thing I ever invested in was my marriage. And so we were like, oh, I want this so bad. And then they're like $5,000 and you just get that. Ugh, there's no way I can make that happen. And it's that moment right there. That if you can just switch into trusting that intuition, it will always work out. And so for me, the way that you cannot get into mountains and mountains of debt or not be afraid of mountains and mountains of debt is to just trust your intuition, but knowing how to recognize it, knowing how, when it says yes and when it says no, and then making sure that when you do say yes to things, you're all in. You are all in 100% with your actions. Yeah, it's so crazy that so many people will think that they can just trust with the law of attraction, which, yes, it does work and it can be amazing for you. But you do. You have to put forth an effort and you have to put forth that action to actually even that out. I feel like it's just it's so funny to watch people try and go from one extreme to the other when it's actually a delicate balance. Oh, it really is because I see so many people, you know, they'll have a vision board and they'll put these massive things on there and they'll be like, oh, a vision board doesn't work. And I'm like, no, a vision board works. It's just the bigger things are going to take longer and take bigger action steps to get there. Versus if you put measurable things on a vision board, you can start flowing that accomplishment energy and proving to your mind and your brain that it works so that you then can put bigger things on your vision board. So what can people start doing like right now to start being smarter with their money or start changing their mindset a little bit? I know you gave us some tips at the beginning there, but just what are some things that people can implement right now? So I'll give you two of my favorite things. Number one, you obviously have to be focused on money and being okay with not feeling greedy because you want money. And so for me, I journal about money every single day. I journal about the negative about money, like money frustrates me because, or money irritates me because, or I just feel like I don't have money. And, and I journal negatively about money every single day because as much as we don't want to go there or create it, if we do not get the stuff that's really in there out, 
there's no way to fill anything up with good. And so I always journal negatively about money. And then I empower myself. My whole bathroom is full of money declarations, like money flows to me and through me. Because we have to remember, it's a give-receive cycle. We don't want to hoard money. Like the people that are like saving for the end times and stuff, you know, that's a scarcity mindset. And so it's a give-receive. You have to be able to receive it, but you have to also be able to like go. And so I love like give-receive declarations. I have like dollar bills all over my bathroom. I have uh, my money goal in my bathroom. For some reason, my bathroom is like my money place. I When I shower, I envision money just like dripping all over me. And so for me, just really remembering that your mind has to see it, say it, hear it, and feel it, actually start to believe it. So as you first start doing this, it's going to seem so fake and so cuckoo, but you have to just continually do it until you start to recognize. And so I always release about money and then I empower myself about money. But more importantly, I always have just money laying around everywhere. I have like people walk into my house and they're like, oh my gosh, are you afraid that people are going to steal your money? And I was like, "Mm, no, because there's more. But I'll have a dollar bill on my fridge or I'll have like pennies even on my on my desk. And I just always want to show myself that I have money. And if you can start showing yourself that you have money, then you start to believe that you have money. And I always tell people, if you do not appreciate the pennies, you will not get the $100 bills. And so I do not pass by a penny that is on the ground. I pick it up and I always say, this is my first penny to a million dollars because I'm just always appreciative of all the money that comes to me. And then the last thing is, like I said, the spending plan. I think if you can sit down and actually create the things that you want first and say, and start very small and say this month, I'm going to buy myself a shirt that I want, not thinking that it has to be on a discount or not thinking that I can't spend money on myself. I'm not worth it because I promise you, you could probably go buy that 20, 30, $50 shirt and you'll still figure out how to put groceries on the table because that's a necessity. And so I always just tell, especially women, they have a hard time buying stuff for themselves going and getting that pedicure, that massage, and just starting by showing yourself that you're worth it. Yeah, that's amazing. I think it's so important to put yourself first. And I know that sounds kind of selfish, but at the same time, it's not because you can't really fill other people's cups without your own being full. And yeah, going and buying just a shirt or even like an ice cream or something that you want, whatever it is. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I have one more question for you. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) No, I was going to say, no, I always say that too, because it can be small or big, but I always tell people push themselves. So, you know what your limit is. Like my Mm limit is going to be different than someone else's limit, but just push yourself just a little bit because it really will make a difference. And you're teaching your children how they should feel about themselves when they buy stuff for themselves. So what are, what are some roadblocks? or some drawbacks to like watch out for or to be aware of so that you know if you're like slipping backwards instead of continuing forwards. I love this. Number one, your first sign, like I said, is going to be like, oh, this is a sign. I shouldn't move forward. Uh, Really recognizing the sabotages. And I always teach people sabotage as you move towards anything that you want, not even just money, but anything that you want, better relationship, better health, better money, better business, 
you're always going to run into number one, mental sabotage first. You're going to have the anxiety. You're going to doubt yourself. Oh, should I really be doing this? Uh, I don't know if I should invest in this or you're going to have the mental sabotage first every single time. Then you're going to have the physical sabotage. For me, it always happens in my kids. So right now, going through sabotage, my husband got in a hit and run. And then a week later in his semi, and then a week later, he got in a wreck in Vegas. A lady cut him off. And so his semi truck's down. So it cuts off completely all of our income. My kids got sick. My son, other son got his eyes dilated and started puking yesterday. And it's because it's we were getting ready to invest to grow his business even more and buy the second semi. So it would be easy to be like, we shouldn't do it because our income's totally cut off. And so recognize that every time I do a course about money, one time I totaled my car, all of these horrible things happen. And you have to realize that uh, it's going to start simple. Like you're going to get sick. It's, you're going to tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't go work out today because I just don't feel good or something like that. And so if you, if physical sabotage is always second and then social sabotage, um, your kids might start getting crazy. Your husband might start telling you, oh, you're on your phone too much. Or just there, those little bickering fights are going to start to happen. Or at a higher level, you know, I got publicly, publicly shamed and it was a horrible, horrible deal that I had to go through. And so recognizing that no matter what you go through, there's going to be that opposition and there's going to be that sabotage. But if you can start to recognize it as sabotage and continue to push through, the rewards are 10 times greater. You'll start tripling your income. Uh, your marriage will start to live healthier because you got through that sabotage. And so now you have new habits and new things that you get to work through with your spouse. And so I love it. Um, and I always tell people the once you get through it, it doesn't ever get easier and it never goes away. The sabotage actually gets stronger and bigger, but the rewards are also stronger and bigger. And so with all the stuff that I'm literally going through right now in my life, I wouldn't change it for the world because I've been proven to myself over and over and over that big things come at the end and lives are changed because of what I do and because of what my husband does. And we just keep pushing and it's amazing. Yeah. I love the thing, the bigger the challenge, the bigger the reward because it is mm -hmm. so true. And the more that you go through, the more that you can learn and grow. And if you're not growing, then you're doing something wrong. So I love challenges and trials and <laughs> throw it all at me. I'll take it. Yep. As much as it sucks when you're going through it, that's why you have mindset tools, right? To just keep pushing. Yes. And, and I always tell yes. people, if you have that physical sabotage, then the opposition knows that it can always get you at the mental sabotage and that's where you'll stop. And so for me, it took me a while to even get to the social sabotage because every time my kids would get sick, I wouldn't go to that event or I wouldn't go out with my friends because that mom guilt would kick in and my mind knew that it could sabotage every single time at physical sabotage until I started to say, no, I'm doing it anyway. And now I just work through the sabotages a lot quicker. Yeah. And, and I think that's important to note that that doesn't happen just with money either. That happens with everything. Any big step you want to take, any change you want to make in your life, you're always going to experience some type of sabotage. Absolutely. I used to work at a gym and we knew <laughs> first month of January, <laughs> 
And by the end of February, everyone had fallen off just due to cycles and patterns that they don't recognize. No, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It's It all starts with just recognizing it and, like, being able to know that you need to change it. It really does. If people can just start to understand, why do I do everything that I do? And what is it that stops me when I start to go? If you just start to dig a little deeper and really get in that like weird analyze your whole entire life, you start to recognize a lot with, about yourself, your patterns. I know that's how I know fear and anxiety run me. And instead of trying to fix it all the time, I'm like, awesome. I feel fear and anxiety. I get to keep pushing forward. And so I kind of, sometimes the things I talk about are a little darker and heavier, but I, it's because it's real. And I'd love to say everything's great and hunky dory all the time, but it's just not. And so if I can help people understand their cycles and their patterns and how to actually push through those, they're going to get a lot further because anytime those things show up again, they'll keep moving. Yes, definitely. So where can people reach you or find out where you're at? or contact you if they want to know more about what you do and how they can or how you can help them. So I have a Facebook group called Expand Your Destiny. We have a lot of fun over there where I just give a lot of free information. Or I you can go to my website, NicoleDonHenry.com. And that has all of my resources and stuff on there as well, too. So I'm a Facebook girl. I'm all over Facebook friend me, whatever. That's the best way to kind of get in touch with me. Perfect. Okay. Well, Nicole, I have loved this conversation and I, I love talking money because it's been such a, a pain point for me for so long. So it's like one of my favorite topics now, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your, your knowledge with us. Thank you for having me. And I'm super excited to continue to follow your podcast. Perfect. Um, is there any last bit of advice you want to leave our listeners with? I would just say, do not let your emotions run you. Just do what you want. Uh, be inspired every single day by what action steps you're supposed to be taking towards whatever goals you have. And just know that you're not alone. All right, ladies, thank you so much for listening to the Breakout Podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Go subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. You know I aim to help women break out of the boxes they've built for themselves and develop the confidence and the strength they need to build a life of pure joy. If you loved this episode, please go leave a rock star review so we can bring more women into this beautiful tribe and build them up to start living their most radiant life. As always, live with passion purpose and a promise to always be true to who you are.